that the origin of this is arson. We do not know other information. Like how long it's going to take to get the 10 freeway critical to the pulse of L.A. back open. It's November 13th. This is the L.A. Local. I'm Alex Silverman. One story today, ton of angles on it, huge one for L.A. The 10 freeway through downtown is shut down. Not been fun at all. It's been a headache, and I think like it's been backing up every other freeway as well. So You know, what might have been a four-hour rush hour turned into, what, a six-hour rush hour. Malicious and willful intent. We, of course, want to know how they know that. We want to know who did it. That part we don't know yet. Here's the fire marshal. It's really important, uh, and again, I have no doubt that there will be questions on that. Uh, We have to keep the integrity of this investigation uh, uh, strong, and so our ability to give additional details right now beyond the cause, uh, uh, we, we have to wait. I have made it clear with our local, state, and federal partners that any unnecessary bureaucracy or delays are not happening here. There's a promise to keep tabs on, but first we need to know what we're really dealing with. Some cause for hope, though, today from Governor Newsom standing in front of a podium that read, Fix the 10. The structural integrity of the deck appears to be much stronger than originally assessed. That does not mean that we are moving forward without consideration of a demo. Quite the contrary. We are assessing additional samples. So we wait for more info, and in the meantime, it's a mess. Losing the stretch of the 10 freeway will take time and money from people's lives and businesses. It's disrupting in every way. I'd call in sick until it fixes. I, I actually think it's a kind of a crisis. Before we get into it, tell us how this is affecting you. L.A. Local at knxnews.com. Tell us your story. Tell us how it's disrupting your life. And we'll follow up as we cover this throughout the coming days and weeks. For the moment, as my colleague Jennifer York so nicely put it. You know, I flew over the 1994 earthquake situations where three freeways were cracked and we got around it. We did it. We can do this together. What was all that stuff that burned? How did it get set on fire? Those are answers we are still waiting to hear. First, the impact. John Baird, you were the guy who was out there uh, at the scene of where this happened, uh, you know, looking around, talking to drivers, seeing what the impact on the ground and on the roads uh, ended up being. Give me your first impressions as somebody who's been in L.A., driven many L.A. morning commutes. What was it like out there? You know, what might have been a four-hour rush hour turned into, what, a six-hour rush hour, like running until almost 11 o'clock in the morning. I saw people backed up on 6th Street until 11 a.m. And I think that's what was unusual. People obviously couldn't take the freeway. They jump on the surface streets and they end up in bumper-to-bumper traffic that went on for hours. So we had been reporting this all weekend. The city sent out the wireless emergency alert. Uh, They went to great lengths to make sure people knew that this was going to be the case. Did you find that most people were aware that this was going to be an issue this morning? I think that most people were aware of what happened and knew that they were going to run into problems. I talked to a woman who was heading to LAX and got up almost an hour earlier than she normally does. And she told me she still didn't know if she would get to work on time and still didn't know what route she would take. So it was a little bit confusing for a lot of people to try to figure this out. 
the comparisons have been drawn by the mayor and others to what happened to the freeways in the Northridge earthquake. And the difference really is people had to go out and sort of figure out where all the damage was and figure out all the routes around it. And, and there wasn't the kind of technology that we have now uh, to, you know, quickly reroute yourself around things. You know, how accurate do you think those comparisons are as far as the impact? I covered the Northridge quake. I drove on those sections of freeway that were damaged. I mean, we were driving on freeways with no people for miles because they were closed down. The 14 collapsed, somebody was killed there. Um, The 10 was a mess and they apparently got a contractor in there, really expedite the job and get it done early. I think he was paid a bonus for it. We actually asked the mayor whether something like that might be on the table this time. We were talking about that incentive. It was an extraordinary amount of money. And so that is uh, top on our mind. We absolutely have to have this freeway repaired as soon as possible. And so we will see. I am hoping that we will know uh, by midweek what we are dealing with. Look what can go wrong. A pallet fire under a freeway, and it completely disrupts L.A. traffic. That's kind of amazing to me. And I think that the city is really going to have to look hard at all of this stuff stored under the freeways. Now, my other colleague, Craig Figner, has been talking to city officials all day about the implications of this. And, you know, one thing we heard the mayor say was that they're going to do a full audit of everything under freeways in all of Los Angeles. Uh, I think that this is a, a terrible way to receive a warning, but it is clearly a warning. And so I do want to look at all of our freeways to see what's underneath them. Could you even begin to imagine what kind of undertaking that is. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't at all. And here's here's partly why, because I don't know that that, that actually falls under her authority. What we learned today uh, from the chief of Caltrans, who reports to the governor, is that they have these airspace leases where they, they actually lease the land underneath the freeway overpasses to private companies to store stuff. And we, we, we learned, or got confirmation certainly, that what burned was property that was being stored under a contract with an un disclosed private company. Apparently they're in some sort of litigation with them, so they wouldn't say exactly what the company is or what their name is and what the stuff was, but we know it was at least pallets. I've heard reports of vehicles, maybe RVs. We often talk about how critical these freeway links are in Los Angeles. You disrupt one of them and you throw a monkey wrench into the entire city. And yet we have these opaque things being stored under the freeways that we don't know what they are. The mayor doesn't know what they are. Caltrans isn't saying what they are. I I mean, that's obviously something that's now drawing a lot of attention. We've known this for a long time, Alex, and it's been part of the bigger, more horrible picture of homelessness in Los Angeles. Freeway underpasses are places where there are often encampments. And when the weather, when the temperature drops, when it gets cooler, there are these warming fires that sometimes get out of control. Now, we don't know the cause of this fire yet, but I have seen other fires that are warming fires that are oftentimes near underpasses that, that do get out of control. They're often small and contained but for a time out of control. So that is a legitimate kind of concern here for fire investigators as they look for a cause on this fire. Now you move beyond that and you you think about the 
the next issue. Well, what's burning? If if Caltrans has these contracts to store stuff for private companies, uh, you know, there's now the question of, well, who's who's looking at what they're storing and what are the rules there? What right. can be stored? Totally. And and just to be clear, the mayor said there's no evidence at this point that an encampment was involved, but it is something that they're looking at. Now, I want to ask you this, uh, and I, this is not a political commentary show. I don't want to make it one, but I do think this is noteworthy. You know, the mayor had a 6 a.m. press conference. We've seen in the early parts of her administration, you know, a lot of things coming out by statement. But here she has been really making a point to get out in front and speak very forcefully on this subject. I'm just curious for as somebody who covers City Hall and the mayor every day, your reaction to how the mayor has been handling this. Well, I have, you know, I have a couple of thoughts and they're, they're, they are just observations. I mean, you know, this, this fire starts, you don't know that it's going to become the calamity that it does until, you know, you're kind of in it, you know, in it. So the mayor did seem to respond quickly, but then I think it was about 10 o'clock last night where we got this, this uh, alert on our cell phones of the fact that you know, the freeway was closed, something we had already known. It seems to me like that maybe could have come out a bit earlier and maybe not at an hour where it woke a lot of people up, myself included. Uh, the mayor, though, was there, though, this morning at Caltrans headquarters, uh, did did take the lead in saying, hey, I'm going to go after state money to get this done. I'm going to cut red tape. I'm going to go after federal money. I've been on the phone with uh, Secretary Buttigieg for Transportation Secretary in D.C. So she did all the things that she's kind of campaigned on, being a person who connects Los Angeles to other places, namely places with money. But, but you know, you, you could go back and look at this later and probably evaluate some different places where the response could have been different. And some, some might say faster. As you can in any situation, uh, in hindsight, of course. Craig Figner, thank you. And, and we know you'll be on it as more information comes out, uh, which could happen uh, pretty much any time. They're doing briefings yeah, multiple yes. times a day on this. And we'll be on this story until that freeway is open. So how quickly can they get this thing fixed? We don't know yet. But Charles Feldman talked with Craig Chamberlain, president of the Structural Engineers Association of Southern California, about it. Is it possible to get the freeway functional in a relatively short period of time. And by that, I'm talking weeks as opposed to months. I think it certainly is possible. And I think we've actually seen that happen in uh, in recent history here in Southern California and the LA region. After the Northridge earthquake, there were extensive issues with several bridges uh, across uh, the Southern California area, including the 10 freeway. And initial estimates had been that it would take months and perhaps years to get some of those back in order. And, uh, and they were done very quickly uh, in a matter of, of, of days. So if that's the case here, that's still to be determined. There's a lot of work to do to assess those bridges. But I know that's everybody's uh, efforts and hope that that will be the case. And I can promise you we will stay on this story here at the L.A. Local and on KNX News. 97.1 FM in L.A. Ask your smart speaker to play KNX News. Get the Odyssey app anywhere you go. Search for KNX. Follow us there. Get our push alerts. Hear us anytime. And uh, go to Apple Podcasts and follow the L.A. Local, and you can get the show delivered to your phone every day when it comes down. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. I'm Alex Silverman. See you.